probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's a man that you don't ever want to get into a duel with. Do you know why? Because he always has the Bly ground. Oh, the Bly ground. The Bly <laughs> ground. Mate, it's that should be like the name of my apartment. It should just be called the Bly ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mate, that is absolutely yes. sick. I thought it was going to be our first uh, our first um, double, right? I thought you were going to go for that. No. I, bl- I um, no, Bly G... 11. Bly G11. Well, you know, Bly puns is a complicated profession. It is, mate. Do you agree? Uh, yeah. Mate, <laughs> I, I flipping well do. And you know why, guys? Right? We are hot off the press from watching The Mandalorian, episode one or chapter one, shall I say. Oh, of chapter the one, first, yes. The first ever live action Star Wars show so this week it's a little bit different we ain't diving into any like news or any articles or anything like that because the main news is the mandalorian it felt silly to talk any other news because wow have we got a show on our hands matt i know you saw it today I did indeed. I I was off work today. I've been I'm off a week. Woo-hoo! So I was uh, I was early to watch it, which was quite handy. I managed to evacuate the house because I cleared the house all, all to myself, and I just settled down and watched it, which is just how I wanted it. Curtains closed, dark room, and I just got immersed in this. Uh, when did you did you watch it early, late afternoon, morning? I, I I've watched it. What time is it now? Uh, I started watching it about two hours ago. So, okay, so it's very and that's fresh. when I started. So it is super duper fresh. I, I, I literally, I got a notepad out next to me. I was all like proper good, mate. You would have been proud of me, man. I was like a pro journalist, like journalist of the year <laughs> over here. Right. And on my notepad, it says the Mandalorian and the date. Um, and I only managed yeah. to write down three things before like getting fully engrossed in the show. Yeah, that's only a good thing though. It. It's mate, dude, it's a good sign. It's a good time. I've only seen it the once. How many times have you seen it? Uh, twice now. Right. I watched it. Well, I did exactly the same as you. I watched it once, and um, I, I also wrote three bullet points. I typed them up as I was watching, and I was like, no, no, this, this isn't happening. I'm watching this. And then the second time is when I basically went through it, and I wrote as many notes as I could about everything that was happening so I could remember, yeah. remind myself as well um, so, we, so we knew what, what was going on. But, yeah, I've seen it twice, but mainly for the second time. Just for the note purposes, because I was no way was I sitting there watching making notes the first time. I don't blame you, mate. So, our first impressions, right? Because obviously mm-hmm. we're going to be chatting about this. We're going to be talking details and stuff. We'll be going spoilers, guys. By the way, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we carry on, guys, spoiler warning: we are about to spoil the heck out of chapter one of The Mandalorian. So, if you haven't watched it. Um, and you don't want to get spoiled, please stop listening and listen to one of our Star Wars Sessions extras or one of our old episodes yes. or something. And to bear in um, mind that um, having, if you've seen the episode, you'll know why it's quite difficult to not talk about it without spoilers. So 
that's our kind of reasoning and understanding. So obviously I hope you guys understand that, but it's impossible to talk about this episode without spoiling it. Yeah, and we, we just cannot wait to chat chit-chat about that's this. It, yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, so dude, I've got a question to ask you. Go on, mate. Overall, yeah. overall, your initial reaction to Chapter 1 of The Mandalorian, how are you feeling about it? First time I saw it, I was I thought it was very solid, very good. Second time I saw it, it improved it for me. I thought it was really good. I have certain issues with it, nothing. But do you know what the good thing is? Nothing major. It was like cosmetic issues I had with it. However, you mm. asked me the question, what did I think okay. about it? I thought it was really good. It was what I wanted. And I've seen a lot of people saying that, but it's what I wanted a Star Wars live action show to be. It had just enough of everything in it. He had um, to make it feel like Star Wars, and I hate that phrase. But yeah, top level, had a great time, sure. with it, mate. What about you? Yeah, I totally agree. I think it, the, the the first difference for myself, which is which comes across kind of like a few minutes in in into the show, mm-hmm. is that it, it dives straight into it, and yet it's slow. Mm-hmm. It's slower. It takes its time, and I think. I, 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 I'm totally on board with that, right? Because the the reason I say that is because it, it can take its time. It's yeah. a series. We're, we're going to get a story that can breathe. And I was totally down for the fact that actually, you know, if you wait, wait up like the dialogue in this episode, it's not loads. It's not like crazy tons. And I, again, I think that's reflective of the Mandalorian. Yeah. the character that we're getting to know you know he don't say much but why why doesn't he say mm-hmm. much and that's the story that we're going to go like kind of get into all in all for myself i think it's it's a solid start this this episode is is so nostalgic heavy but in <clears throat> in a new way mm-hmm. in a new way it's it's hard it's hard to explain but I can't really improve upon what you said. You know that it's Thanks, Star Wars in all the right ways. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like you've you've you, you've got it. You get it. And um, I, the one the one thing I do want to mention, right? Yeah. Is um the music? Go on then. Wow, Ludwig Göransson. Wow. This. The, yeah, he's a young guy, isn't he? He's a young like Swedish dude right? yeah, yeah. or Norwegian. Dude. Um, I think he's Swedish, think but he's, he's got Swedish. long hair and yeah, Swedish. Oscar winner. He's friends. He's friends with Childish Gambino. Hey, who's a young he Lando? Is. So right. you know, full circle in the Star Wars universe. But you know the music and and the sound in this is is extraordinary. But it's new. It's Star Warsy, but it's new. And I thought that was really really refreshing. That was one of the first things I noticed. And throughout the episode, I really really enjoyed that. So yeah, I, I suppose let's get on with it, shall we? Yeah. Do you want to? How do you want to do this? Do you want to just blurt out everything you see, or do you want to kind of run through the episode in a in and in, in its all, I, in its order? Well, I I just want to like keep it liberal, you know. Like I, I want to just like chat freely. Yeah, let's do um, it, man. Because I, I I can I can imagine there's a lot of people just going to go like scene by scene and stuff like that. But you know, let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Obviously, we got Pedro Pascal playing the Mandalorian, and we actually again spoiler, um, too late now I guess. Hmm. Um, he doesn't take his helmet off, and no. they're kind of making a big deal out of that. That's that's referred to multiple times in the episode that he's not going to take his helmet off for him to take his helmet off is like a sign 
of respect, right? Like a deep sign of respect. And I thought that was really interesting. Another thing I picked up on early, and this was, this was uh, one of the things I noted down in my three <laughs> uh, lovely little notes I've added on my notebook. Here we go. Is this, this dude, this Mandalorian does not like droids. No. He does not like droids, right? He has an issue with droids. And... You know, this is we, we we chatted about this, Matt, leading up to the Mandalorian, and you can obviously tell this kid probably grew up in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a flashback in the show where he's looking back to his parents and whatnot, and thanks to a clip we've already had um, in a trailer, we know that him and his family are running away from what lo- what seems to be and what looks like um, super battle droids from the separatists in the clone yeah. wars right and i thought that was really interesting and it's it's continuously evident that he doesn't like droids you know when he sees ig11 he's like, oh flipping that had to be a droid do you know what i mean love that you dude do you want to know my third note please go on because uh, the fact that you've only written three is intriguing to me yeah this is my third note and then i'll shut up and you can take a turn <laughs> chatting about the uh chapter one of the mando right it is <laughs> the mention of life day yes. how how cool was that i thought that was absolutely mental um life day for for you guys who don't know is from the star wars holiday special <laughs> right the christmas kind of like special they made for star wars that was horrendous yep. there is a version of it available on youtube if you haven't seen it i kind of recommend seeing it uh, everyone's gonna put themselves through it yeah because it's probably the worst thing i've seen like in my life <laughs> yes yeah. like it's it's worse than the ewok films um and that's saying something so uh. but i thought that was actually like kind of like a wink that was like tongue-in-cheek kind of amazingness so yeah i liked that i liked that how about you dude an, an initial what 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 are the initial reactions well I know, I know that john favreau has got some weird reverence for the holiday special he i don't know if it's tongue-in-cheek but he says how much he really likes it so uh, and the fact that the gun was the the mando's blaster was taken straight up from the boba boba fett from the holiday special the life day mentioned it the guy it was a um well my my first impression obviously is it literally is starting from the beginning it was the first thing that hit me was this is proper Western. Do you know what I mean? You've mm. got um, it, it opens up with the Mando um, outside of his cantina. Uh, he, he approaches it inside. There's like a barroom brawl, if we will, going on between a couple of um, nefarious types and a and a blue guy called Mithril, um, who mentions Life Day later on. And then and then they got and then the Mando open the Mando uh, uh, comes in. The door kind of opens, you know, Star Warsy from the inside out. And, just, and as you see his silhouette, the music starts, and you may as well have had like um, tumbleweed going across. And uh, it was yeah. so like, Clint Eastwood, so uh, Serge Leone Western to me as he like approached the saloon. As I put, um, I liked that. I really liked that. And the fact that he doesn't say anything as well. It's all it, there's an argument ensues over a spilt drink, uh, and then we find out that the man is actually there to collect the blue guy because he's the first target of the bounty, or he's one of his targets. I love that scene. I love the action. We've everybody seen it in the trailer. It's the one which was being extensively shown, where uh, the Mando lassoes the 
the quarrying who's going out the door and then shoots the door and cuts him in half. This time, though, we actually get to see his legs fall to the floor. So he does cut him in half. Mm. So, uh, yeah, they're not taking any prisoners this time. Um, there was a couple of things. I mean, I like to meet, I like seeing Grief Karga, Kyle Weathers. Werner Herzog, who's just known as The Clients. I liked him. I thought he's got such a presence about him. He's uh, We didn't get a name for him, did we? For, I think he's literally for, still um... just called The Client at the minute. Um, yeah. that's all they call him is the client and he's surrounded by the stormtroopers and they look really beat up and dirty whereas in the obviously in the empire days they were white they were gleaming and here they're all just busted and awful looking um, and the yeah. uh, one of the ones I did want to mention was when we got to the Mandalorian kind of Mando quarters the Mandalorian in wherever this planet is that they're on I don't know where they are because unlike Rogue One and that we don't get any headers to say what planet they're on so I don't know what the planet is but um, the Mandalorian goes to this kind of underground sector, sector where these Mandalorians are. And I'm telling you, there's one there that if it isn't Boba Fett, who is it? Because he's got his helmet on. He's got a dent in the same place as Boba Fett has. He's got the green cape on. It is literally wearing Boba Fett's clothes. It might be, um, I can't remember the guy's name from Aftermath now, but there was a guy who had his armour. Maybe it's him. I don't know. What? But it's literally a guy what? dressed up as Boba Fett. Honestly, I, I I noted it. He's got the same helmet and the same dent. And did, I you, Googled... did you see that? Did you Second see that time. the first time around? Second time. The first time I saw what? it, I noticed the green cape. Second time I noticed like the green, red and black helmet. And if you Google it, you'll you'll see what I mean. But in that scene, there's a load of other Mandalorians. And um, the, the Mandalorian, it's going to get confusing. The Mandalorian gives up this Beskar, which was given to him by the client. And he gets a new shoulder plate made for him by somebody called the Armor, the Armorer, who's voiced by Emily Swallows. And that's where we kind of get a little bit more of the lore of the Mandalorians. We get a bit of flashback for the man for the Mando himself. But there's a Mandalorian yeah. lore. She mentions about his signet being revealed, and we don't know what the signet is yet. But I don't know if that's like the clan or something like that. But I loved that scene in general because for me, actually, the first the first fifteen minutes or so, fifteen twenty minutes, was a bit shaky for me I thought I honestly did I thought yeah. the, I thought the yeah. blue the blue guy was very hit and miss the blue dude Mithril he yeah you was, didn't you didn't like him I thought he was okay but he seemed like somebody that Dave Filoni would have directed in animation he had a very sort of animation quality to him not the way he looked but the way he spoke and the things he was saying um, yeah and it was and then yeah. when we got to that moment obviously at the, when we got to when he meets Grief Karga I liked that bit and when he meets Werner Herzog it sort of goes from there I like that. But the actual opening salvo, the bit with the blue guy, I was a bit... Meh. And there's another bit in the, in the Mando, which I was also a bit... At. But um, they're, the, they're the first things anyway. Of course, there's so many more. But there's some of the first things that jumped out to me, mate. Wow. Okay. So... Over to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like this show, isn't it? That's going to be this show pretty much. Yeah, so bearing in mind, I've only seen it once, right? So the Boba Fett stuff, that is like news to me. I'm going to go have a cheeky little Google of that after the show, probably. Honestly, mate. Um, yeah, no, that sounds mental. But the blue guy, you know, I didn't mind. Um, Like you said, it does give you that Dave Filoni kind of vibes, those Star Wars Rebels, Clone Wars vibes. But yeah, I, I didn't actually mind it. Mm-hmm. It did feel, though, the, the first bit of the show did feel a, a, a little slower paced right and mm-hmm. i mentioned that you know first thing i mentioned is the pacing of this is is different but i think you kind of just get into it you get used to it yeah, yeah, yeah. now i think one of the one of the things 
that I did wonder, and I couldn't help but wonder, was would a I I would love to be I, I I'd love to be a fly on the wall for when a non Star Wars fan watches this who is not my wife. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like someone who's just like no idea about Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Let, let, yeah, let me give this a go. Let me let me watch this. Yeah, yeah. I wonder chat. what their reaction would be like, uh, and I wonder if they would be intrigued by what we're intrigued by, and if they will be, if they will accept. You know, and I'm I'm using that for because I can't think of a better expression right mm. now because it's all fresh in my mind and I'm all going mental at the moment. Ah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> which you'll have to excuse me for. Um, not but I'm thinking, you know, would would someone dig the show, even though it's kind of got a slow start to it? Because you know I was thinking, you know, like there's there's loads of shows that I watch that I love. Like I love the Dark Crystal show that came yes. out recently. Oh, God, yeah. The, I love that. The first episode, though, really slow, and you have to kind of like power through it. This was not that. It was not that by any means. But there, there was a bit to it the felt like it it was just something we weren't used to maybe though that is expectation too maybe it is because we are star wars fans we kind of have this expectation to dive straight into it and and get to the juice but you could tell it it breathed it took its time so that's why i'm saying it's not a bad thing i'm I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit and and thinking you know from from an from an alternative perspective Mm -hmm. what would this be like what would this look like what would this feel like no no i get that i I understand that i was thinking as you were saying that the more i think about it the uh, uh, lucasfilm favreau sorry john favreau himself and Filoni were saying that people anyone can jump into this i i I, I think they can to an extent i think uh looking back now obviously Mm -hmm. blue guys and the the end which we're going to talk about shortly i think that's going to throw people in it if you you don't know what's going on you, you won't understand the significance and there were certain moments during this where i do think that People who have no idea of Star Wars will think, what on earth is going on? Or what am I meant to have an attachment to this? Am I meant to, am I meant to know what these animals are or whatever? So I think there would be yeah. a confusion there. But then yeah. again, it's the same for anything. If you jump into any series, I True. think you've got to get used to it. But I guess with Star Wars, it's got that built-in IP. And you're like, you're right. Yeah, we're used to having, what, two, two, hour, two and a half hour blasts in a movie where you've got a start, an, a, a middle and a finish all in one go. Whereas now we're playing the long game. We're playing the marathon where... This is just the first yeah, episode or yeah, the first chapter. And I yeah, think, I know. and we've got chapter two it's coming on Friday in a few days' time. And I think that is going to hit the ground running. I think that's going to be, you know, balls to the wall. I think. Whereas this was the yeah. this was the appetizer and a very good appetizer. I think the show the show on Friday. I think that's going to, you know, be a lot more all out. What we what to expect from this show? Because at times this first episode felt a little bit disjointed, uh, in, tonally. I, th- I actually thought the pacing was fairly good. Oh, you know, the first. Gambit was fairly slow, but then after that, I think it like like you it said, climbs. it, it, it found climbs, itself yeah. and it and it it grew into its rhythm. I think the second yeah. F chapter is going to be that's going to be a lot tighter. And a part of that is also this is Dave Filoni's directorial debut, and mm, I've got to I, say, yeah, hats I, off to the Hat Man. I think yeah. he did a great job. But I think in the hands of a more established director in the second chapter, whoever that is, I don't know. I think we're going to see a different vibe and a different tone. And you know what? Maybe even maybe, I mean. John Favreau maybe should have directed this pilot. Would it have been different? An absolute experienced veteran like Favreau. Would some of the changes or the editing or the pacing been a little bit different? Probably. However, you know, I think Dave Filoni did a 
fantastic job on his first effort. There were a few things that stood out, but I think the second chapter coming up in a few days is going to be incredible. But we'll get to that next week. As for this one, mate, what else? What else stood out for better or worse? Um. Okay. So I, I can't believe I've not mentioned this. I've glossed over this. But before we go on, I just want to say, I just want to say, this is probably when it comes to TV shows. Let's be honest, mate. Mm-hmm. This has got to be one of the best-looking TV shows ever. Apart from one, ever. but yes. Okay, we'll we'll come back to that. <laughs> that was one of my gripes. <laughs> I, I, I cannot believe how beautiful, um, how wonderfully shot this was. The Vast frames. It, 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 it was incredible. People who love the OG, right, and the O the the OT, sorry, the OG OTs, OG. <laughs> um, they are gonna absolutely like eat all this up, like and a bit more Lovely. with a bit of ice cream on the side. Do you know what I mean? They're absolutely gonna annihilate it because it's 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 so it just brings that vibe. It just feels kind of like something from the eighties a little bit, but it's not. It's now, and it's. It's it's got something. This show has something, and I, I really think that is going to contribute to its success. Now, I've obviously said this show looks gorgeous. You've said, but one bit, Matty boy, <laughs> what is that bit? And I have a feeling I might know. I, I have a feeling I might know. But go yeah, on, mate. I, I will see. I I second that though. It did look incredible. Some of the cinemat- cinematography is spectacular. And it only gives me hope for what what the other chapters, how beautiful they're going to look. But there was a there was one bit which didn't sit well with me, and it was the blurgs when they were riding mm. the blurgs. There was a certain, mm-hmm. especially one bit where they're riding towards like the edge of the like it, ravine. It was from the behind, from yeah, from, from it, the it looked like, proper yeah, yeah, yeah. attack of the clones. And there was a few bits before that as well when they were on them, and I thought. It's, it stood out a bit too much. And I get that. But that's what I said at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. It's cosmetic stuff. It's mm-hmm. not something which I looked at and thought, right, well, this is my hype ruined. But it's the like, same as any film or any TV show. Obviously, if something is, if something stands out, you notice it. But I actually thought yeah. that, I thought the, the design of the blokes before that, when they were free roaming and actually attacking the man, though, almost tearing his arms off, I thought they looked great at that point. It was just, maybe it's because I'm just not used to seeing them, these kind of creatures moving and sort of like, jumping over uh cracks like that yeah it maybe just looked a bit funny to me but that was the only real issue i had i think as far as i'm as far as i can remember everything else looked great and yeah like i say the actual location settings were mwah, they were mamma mia they were incredible mm, they were gorgeous and you mentioned it earlier i kind of dig that they weren't named like in, in <laughs> rogue one styley you know like i, I was kind of I liked that. I, I liked Wikipedia that. You know, adds to the mystery. Yeah, but also, don't forget, this is chapter one, right? Yeah. We're, we're probably, the likelihood is we might go back to these planets and give them that, that they'll be named in conversation. But also, can we just appreciate that most of the episodes, um, sorry, sorry, no, 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 most of the marketing material and trailers, mm-hmm. dude, they're straight from episode one, yeah, isn't they? from yeah, chapter one. They're, absolutely. they're from this episode. And a lot of it's in the first half of chapter one as well. Which is unusual, isn't yeah. it? So what? what's to come? Mm, that's true. It's now, exciting. Let's, I'm, I'm actually going to go, because this, this 
thoughts just popped into my head as well. For people who wouldn't have seen The Mandalorian before, that bar scene at the start, the cantina bit where mm-hmm. he walks in and ends up like smashing that dude's head on the table and like, like imagine, to be fair, that would be a sick opening to yeah. a show. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll just mention that. Um, and here, so, and on that story, he has that wicked quote, quote sorry, where he says, where he says to his, the, the prisoner, the target, the bounty, where he says, I can take you in warm or I can take you in cold. Basically, oh, that, and that, yes. that was his first bit of dialogue. And he's just like, you're coming with me one way or the other, mate. And I was like, yes, mate. Loved that. Sorry, Absolutely. carry on, though, mate. Loved that. No, 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 that's that's fine. Um, and and we're, we're, we're seeing a lot more creatures in this than I thought we would see, mm-hmm. isn't Very it? Like, ones, there, was yeah. that, there was that, like, ice dragon thing that came out. What do you of think the... of that guy? I I didn't mind it. I kind of yeah, I kind of right. liked it. I was I was on board for that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm on board for seeing all of these like creatures and, and monsters and stuff that are in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what a show's there to do. It's to expand the lore. Um, and I I I, I, I dug I, I dug it. Like it it was so sick. It I, I said to my missus while we were watching. Now I said this is so fantasy, right? Like it's so. Like this, it kind of feels like, you know, they're making like the Lord of the Rings action, oh, yeah. like live action show. Yeah. Like it feels like that just in space. Yeah. And, yeah ice dragons, it's yeah. really, it's really hard to explain, like, because this is such a unique show. Um, but I love that. I love that. And obviously there was the carbonite freezing, which yep. was sick to see. So yes. sick. To very see. quick, but very effective. Loved it. Loved it, mate. Um, and yeah, like, uh, oh, dude, it was, there's just, there's just so, there's so much in this show to love and adore. Honestly, mate, like the, everything as well from, um, what, what does he get? What's the name of the metal again, mate? Beskar. But Beskar. Right. So he then takes that to like this Mandalorian hut. I, I didn't think we were going to see another Mandalorian, like, so uh what's the word so directly mm-hmm. you know there and before you know it, there's this mandalorian who looks like a greek or like a spartan inspired yeah. helmet which i which i thought was pretty sick and they're melting down the the um the oh beskar. What, what is it called beskar thank you he, he, they mentioned it multiple times in the show i should have remembered this beskar <laughs> they melt it down and create a bit of armor and then they say something like um there's there's enough like left over for the not they don't say younglings they say something oh, else the the, uh, the foundlings Start- foundlings yeah. what did you think about that as well the found I'm guessing that's orphans I guess so yeah Matt, yeah surely um and it, like to me it feels bigger than I thought it'd be mm-hmm. because of that scene. That scene said a lot, you know, like it tells me that they're not just the, the Mandalorian is not just the only Mandalorian. They're rare. Of course, like Quill, our boy Quill oh, by boy. Nolte, who is sick. I loved his Disney character. Disney plus and Quill. So sick. Like he says, I've never met a Mandalorian and stuff before. Right. And there's, that's, that's spoken about a lot. So, and, and we got like a glimpse of that in, in the trailer and in the trailers but i wasn't expecting to see other mandalorians in this and we see our our boy is just with this uh this other mandalorian who's played by emily swallows right that's right yeah 
So, yeah, it's just to me that scene and mentioning the the like youngling thing, the foundlings, it says that maybe we're going to get a bit more about Mandalorian history, Mandalore culture, um, and the state of where they stand as as a guild mm-hmm. and as a people on on the rise of the First Order and at the fall of the Empire. You know, where where do they sit in this? I don't know. It's it's interesting. That's a, that's a great point, actually, because it was saying that it also makes me think that this show isn't just going to be about a bounty hunter, you know, find, uh, collecting bounties. So every chapter isn't just going to be the Mando taking fools out and eventually collecting his bounty. We're going to go deep into, into it. We're going to go deeper into lore and mystique and obviously the familial side of it or the lack of. Uh, and again, the obviously the end we'll get to. There's there's more to it than just a, just a Mandalorian going around taking fools out, which... You know that would have also been quite entertaining, but it would have been quite shallow. We're getting deeper now, and I really—and that's a good point you mentioned when you put it like that as well. That it's the yeah, this Mando scene really shows that we're not just going to be watching a guy taking people out. We're going to be finding out more about him, mm-hmm. more about the culture, mm-hmm. more about the state of the galaxy. Because obviously, Werner Herzog's character says in in the one of the trailers. It's a world more peaceful since the revolution. So we, uh, I'm assuming that hasn't been cut. So we're going to go back and visit him. So we're going to find out more about the world. A, a line that the Mando said, which you referenced about three months ago, about how Grief Cargo could only give him 5,000 credits. And the Mando says, that's not even enough for fuel these days. And like you say, the state of the economy is ravaged because of this. Is it actually that. a world better since the revolution? So we're going to get all of these questions. And about the Emily Swallows character, I remember about four months ago, a regular listener and friend of the show, Samuel Allen, sent us a question asking... Who is Emily Swallows going to play? Will she play like a CGI character or an alien? We found out now, mate. She's playing the armoured Mandalorian. So there is, there's your question answered four months later. But yeah, I, I really like that scene. And you've mentioned Kuwil. Now we've got to go, we've got to talk more about Kuwil because what did you think? Firstly, what did you think about the character design of Kuwil? And he wasn't in it for very much, but we know we're seeing him again. Same as Grief Karga. Only in it for about 30 Love seconds, it. but he's coming back. So Kuwil, what do you think about it, mate? I, dude, dude. I have spoken. Oh, right? Have spoken. Yeah, that was. I loved that. I like. I I loved. I loved that scene, and I loved. I loved his character. I just thought it was mysterious enough. It, it just like, ah, oh, dude. I just loved it. I thought it was sick. Like, I loved that there was this guy, this mysterious guy, who just wants to help the Mando because. He explains that these people, you know, they just want to live in peace and there are these troublemakers nearby on his planet and stuff. Right. And I, like, I just thought it was sick. I, I, I loved it. Um, I just I, I hope we get to see him a bit more if further on into the show. I'd love to see a bit more of him. I think we're um, going to see a bit more of him. But it leaves it, it leaves it kind of on a, yeah, on like kind of a loose end a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, he did kind of just ride off on his blurb. But I think we all, I think something like um, uh, the Mando will find it will find him out to for for wisdom or for more help on the on the planet or how to get off the planet or or, or something or I don't know. But I think we're going to get him because obviously again they made a fairly decent deal of Nick Nolte, brilliant actor coming coming into mm. the universe. I think we are going to use him, and we know Carl Weathers is coming back as Grief Cargo because we've seen shots in the trailer. Like the the, the 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 small percentage of shots that weren't in this chapter, 
Um, so we know he's coming back for other episodes. But now I thought Kua was great because um, yeah, the first bit we get is the Blurgs attacking the Mando. It's good to see that the Mandalorian can take punishment as well. He's not just a Terminator. He's not just a wrecking machine. He can get taken down as well. And um, yeah, I love that. I love that that we see him like fail a few times. And... Yeah, a few times. Yeah. Yeah, I I I thought that was really really cool. Yeah, and I, I I loved all that scene. I I liked when he was learning to ride the blurg. Like I <laughs> I dug I I thought it was sick. Um, and like obviously our little matey Kuil, like what a Kuil guy. Um, <laughs> he goes. He goes, you are a Mandalorian. Your ancestors rode the great Mythosaur. Like, yeah, that's Lord. so sick. Like, it's like it just says everything, um, but it, without giving away too much. And that felt, again, it felt really Star Wars. It felt very George Lucas. You know, George would just like write this stuff in and be like, oh, I'll, I'll explain that another time. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll do that in another. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, but that, that's true. It's like, well, yeah, that's a story to tell another day. I loved it. Loved it. I think the Mythosaur, I think, is the Mandalorian, you know, that like skeleton thing that's on their flag or crest? That like I think that's that. Like that sort of like, weird like horn thing. I think that's the Mythosaur, but I'm not sure. But yeah, right, that is a proper Lucas film because how many time moment, how many times in the OT did he just drop even like um when Obi Wan says, Oh, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars and then just never mentioned it again. But it's kind of like little name little things where they mention things. Uh, and even Ryan Johnson did it in The Last Jedi with Admiral Holdo and the Battle of Chiron Belt. Probably never going to hear about it again, but now we're thinking, oh, what happened What happened there? And it's the same. How does mm. Kuwu, he's never seen mm. a Mandalorian, but he's heard about them in stories. He's read about them. He's heard about their ancestors. And that's what actually sparked the Mando into taming this blurg and learning how to ride them. And I didn't, that, you know what? That scene before that, I wasn't particularly sold by. I, did, I thought it's, it, that, that, again, felt very Filoni-esque to me. And I know John Favreau wrote this, yes. but there was something Filoni-esque. And I like yes. I, I actually think Dave Filoni's got quite a good grasp on humour. There's some great humour in it, actually. But um, that was one. But also, that scene is also extremely reminiscent of the old Western films where with the with the guy learning to ride his horse and whatnot now with kind of like the older yeah. sage watching over him. So I, I appreciated that and I knew where they were coming from. And when he tamed the blurg, that, you know, that, that was fine. That, that kind of made, that rounded the scene off for me. And when Kuwil kind of drops that wisdom, I thought it was great. Dude, you, you've you've mentioned it already. Yeah. Western. Yeah. Oh, Western. All over it. Like, this, this show screams Clint Eastwood, Cowboys, Westerns. Yeah. It's, it's incredible, and I love it. I'm here for it. Sign me up. Buckle up, baby. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Buckle up, baby. This... This looks sick, and 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 a western wouldn't be complete without a proper shootout, would it? Oh. A shootout, <laughs> a proper shootout. Yes, it mate. A shootout, not even at dawn in the bright daylight. This is when Bly G Eleven comes into it, mate. Mate, mate, mate. So our boy Mando goes to that town, right? And it's and and Mando's like, oh, flipping hell, it's a droid. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Again, it's like it's that wink of like this guy don't like droids. <laughs> and that this whole action sequence, I absolutely adored. The humor in Agreed. it, adored. I I I think it, it was actually in this bit of the show. I was like, whoa, yes. this this is amazing. This is 
spicy, mate. This, this is, is where the fun begins. Spicy. And I'm going to throw in another one as well because I can see our boys like your brother and some of his boys are doing drinking games over our podcast now, which, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, yeah, yeah, just how the cookie crumbles in, in uh, Woken, obviously. Um, <laughs> but just just for them lot, execution. Dab, 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 dab. The execution, the execution in this scene was 10 out of 10. What did you think of it, mate? Absolutely, completely on the same side as you. This is where the humour came right into it, and it was so perfect humour as well. The self-destruct, IG-11, this constant self-destruct gag was brilliant. When um, when they rolled out this, when the mercenaries, who they're trying to rid from this little settlement, when the mercenaries bring out this massive gun, the Mando's just about to sort of jump out and take them all out, jumps around the pillar, sees his gun, and he literally says, Okay. Okay. Jumps behind the pin and he's like, right, we haven't got. We, we need to come up with a plan B very quickly. I I love that, and um, we get a no we get a no look kill, which I've mentioned before, but it's a brilliant one. It's an up top kill where IG Eleven just shoots into the sky, knock, and somebody just comes falling down behind him. I thought that was great, but yeah, I thought that was brilliant, and because IG Eleven, he's he's a, he's a bounty hunter. He sticks to the rules of the guild, and he's like, well, I'm here now, and by the laws of the guild, you have got to give me the target of which I've come to get, and these mercenaries are not having any of that. But IG-11 himself looked looked incredible the, in, in his in his movements and his actions. Now, this is where the budget was spent. He looked... Like, they took a little bit from the blurgs and put it all in IG-11 because he looked, or it looked, incredible. And he was slaughtering fools left, right, and centre. I loved it, yeah. And him and the Mando, like a robot and a guy who don't even know who he is, they had some like wicked chemistry. For you know, two people, we, things we've never seen. I loved it, mate, and I want to go back and watch it again. Yeah, me too, mate. <laughs> me too. And like the way, the way, like the the scene like was pulled off, or you know what, forget it. Executed. The way it was executed. Uh, drink. Dab. 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 Um, <laughs> they like the way, like that he ran about and then jumped on the gun, shot oh. shot the dude, jumped on the gun, like went around the circle, blasting down the falls. It it was so well choreographed mm-hmm. i really 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 enjoyed it really enjoyed it um and and like you said i echo the exact same thing the chemistry between our boys ig and our boy mando was just so spicy it was so spicy and then obviously they they end up going into the building where they're where they're meant to be where their target is there's a dude that jumps out Mando's bang, he's on it. He's on That's it. it. Dude's, That's it. We're left to down. the ending, mate. Dude's down. We're left to the ending, right? And do you want to do the honours? You want to chit chat no, about the end? No, no. You you gave me the beginning. I'm giving you the end. When when you found out what they were looking for, because obviously they've got they've got this like targeting uh, pod th- a thing, which um, you know they 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 wave around the ear and it shows how close they are to the target, whatever. In want of a completely better term. So when the reveal was made. What did you think about that, mate? Loved it. Sweet. Absolutely adored it. I was sitting there, jaw like open, <laughs> like, and even my missus was like, "What? It's a baby Yoda." That's it, baby like, Yoda. What? I was like, "What? What is this?" Because the bounty's a fifty-year-old love... man, they said, didn't they, or fifty-year-old yeah, person? Like 50... 
Yeah, he was like, are you kidding me? That's like all, you, all the information you can give me, which was sick anyway. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's one of those, it's it's definitely Yoda's species because they like, they are, are get real old. They live for a very long time. And so, yeah, it would make sense. 50 years old, you know, it's only going to be a little one. So the question is, mate, <laughs> what on earth, what in the galaxy is where is this story going? If the target for the first episode is a little one that's Yoda's race that we still don't know the name of, right? We don't know if it's force sensitive. Maybe mm-hmm. it is. I don't know. What the hell is that? Oh, mate, I love it. I can't oh, wait for Friday. No idea. I love the reveal. No, neither can I, but I love the reveal. Did not expect it. When the camera is a bit like um, our second time I mentioned it, a little bit like The Last Jedi, the camera almost kind of panned behind the baby Yoda's head to reveal like the little green head and the pointy out ears. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was great. Like, and I, it completely threw me off because at first I actually thought Kuil was going to be the target. I thought he, I thought when he said he'd been helping out bounty hunters but they'd all died, I thought he was the target and he was like offing them. And I thought that was going to be the twist that. Whereas the man, I thought he was the friend. He was actually going to turn on him or something. But glad it didn't happen because it would have been awful. This, though, was great. What I don't know what they're going to do with this because we've only seen a few of these mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. species on screen. Obviously, Yoda, that Yaddle geezer from The Phantom Menace, and now this little fella. Two of those have been Force-sensitive. Like, whatever Yoda's species are, are all of them Force-sensitive? I mean, is that why they want this so badly? I don't know. Are we going to... The other big question is, we know Lucas is, you know, yeah, he's been he's been on set and he's kind of... And Favreau and Filoni have been in his ear and vice versa because they're friends. Do you think he's kind of said to them, look, if you want to come up with a story for Yoda's species or their home planet or something, go for it. Are we going to get that answer of which has been so like closely guarded since Star Wars began? Surely. Surely now, like, I mean, I don't see how you can't, you've opened this can of worms, right? Like, I don't see how you can't go down that route. All all this does, mate, is for, for, for me, and I think as a Star Wars fan, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, how will this fit into the story? And where does this story go? Right? Like this dude, what's he going to do? Does he, is he going to hand this little kid into the Empire? Yeah, right, for, for, some, for some metal. The the ending scene, the ending scene is he put he like puts his finger out oh, and yeah. the and the littling goes to reach it. Right, what? Like, how can you send that kid to the empire? It's this remnants of the empire, and he he knows what the empire is going down. He knows they're desperate for stuff like that. And I loved there was a little comment that um he the the Mandalorian was offered imperial credits. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went, these are worthless. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I want to get paid in something else. These are worthless. And so this guy knows what the Empire are. are. He obviously has grown up during that time period. I don't know, man. It's just, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. Well, let's not forget as well that IG-11, his bounty, his actual bounty, his assignment was to kill the, tar- the target, whereas the Mandalorians mm. was to was to collect it, you know, take it back for, well, I don't know, testing? I don't know what they want to do with it. I think that was like the first twist, was that we th- we thought that IG-11 and Amanda were going to be like best mates, they were going to be Cassian and K2, they were going to they were going to be like the sidekicks together and they are going to take on the galaxy. Actually, 
IG-11 is like, my assignment was to terminate this, and I'm going to terminate this, mm. this thing. Then we see the gunshot, and in fact, actually, the Mandalorian blasts IG-11 through the face, and I don't think he's out for the count. I think he's coming back. But there was a twist in the fact that, actually, I, these guys aren't actually mates. Well, they're not going to be mates, and the Mandalorian had to take matters into his own hands. He ain't giving that baby up for nothing. Where it's going to go, though, no idea. I don't know what they're going to do, because now he's going to have to take on the galaxy. or the, the, He's a gunfighter with a kid. Or with a bait, or uh, he's not. A, he's not <laughs> is he a, is he a baby or not? But I don't know what it's. It's a, a small thing, a fifty-year-old baby. He's he's a, he's a yaby, a Yoda baby, <laughs> baby Yoda. So um, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, we've got that to add to it. We haven't even met Cara Dune yet, which I'm so looking forward to. But how how are they going to work this into it? It's so interesting. But Favreau's got this whole thing laid out, so I trust him. And surely as well, right? Like, oh, I mean, you've already touched on it. Like, IG. Eleven gets like shot in the head, doesn't he? Yeah. Bang! He got a drink over his head, didn't he? Do you want a drink yeah, over his head? <laughs> and like, so surely though, because that surprised me, man. Because like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, is he not going to be in the rest of the series? Yeah. I, I, they, I hope they he gets like they're going to be mates. Yeah, I hope he gets dragged onto the um, ship and he like tries and repairs him or something. And he can be like funky new sidekick or something. But I'm I'm trying to think back to some trailers. I mean, saying that might be an absolute mapping. Whatever. Uh ignore me. Ignore <laughs> Never. me. Never. Um, IG eleven ain't in like the footage we've seen in the trailers, we saw all of it tonight, didn't we? Uh yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm yeah even sure. the T V spots that came out was there was a new shot of IG eleven, but that was when he'd approached the the mercenary guys for the first time. So we've seen nothing That's else right. from right. of, of Blood G11. I'm really hoping he gets reprogrammed or something or repaired. That would be sick. If not, you know, I thought that was a pretty cool twist as well. Um, yeah, dude, loved, loved it. Loved it. Loved the show. And it did the job because I sat there and I went, I want more. I want to see what happens next. Like I am you, desperate to see what is happening next. Even my missus was. She was like, little baby Yoda. Like, what, 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 what's going down there? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> she knows her stuff. Oh, mate. But there we go. There we go. So, Matty boy. Matthias. Yes, Jabba the Hud. Jibba Jabba. Um, dude, out of 10, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you my score. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it a high... Eight. So, like, we're we're looking we're looking at like an eight point seven, eight point eight out of ten for That's me. That's high. That's high. It's very high. Very I'm high. I'm sticking with a I'm sticking with a very good eight, straight up eight out of ten because I thought it it delivered and more. There's nothing like I said. There's nothing I didn't like, but I'm leaving myself that extra two points because I think we're going to yes. see better coming up. I think, yes. and there was yes. only a few yeah. things in this which. Didn't work for me. So before we move on, then for you, I guess we maybe maybe we could do this with every chapter coming up. What was the best thing about this thing for you, and the and the thing you didn't appreciate in this or didn't like? Best was the visuals, the mystery, how Star Warsy, quote unquote Star Warsy, it mm-hmm. felt, the mythology, and of course the ending. So the battle, yeah. that the whole like last like five ten minutes of the show i think was pretty much flawless mm-hmm. um I, I, I thought it was incredible the worst was and 
this is maybe this is harsh and maybe there's maybe there's nothing you can kind of do about it because it is the pilot episode after all mm-hmm. pacing a little bit slow yeah that's probably it and and it's not it's it's not like juicy juicy you know but mm. i i suppose that's that is the nature of a pilot episode so that's me man i'm, I'm gonna say pacing you know that's fair enough yeah, and when, just... that's, when that's the worst thing that's not a bad thing i don't think yeah and even then like some of the aliens i know like some guys i've seen online i spoke to isaac before this he said some of the Ooh. aliens look like a bit um yeah shout out to the mandem he he said like some of the stuff feels a bit doctor who-ish or a bit uh star trekky and i was like i don't know i i initially that's the first thing i thought when i saw blue guy mm-hmm. um what's his name who's blue guy uh, mithron i think his name is mithrol mithrol speaking um, of lord of the rings mithrol i did i know right <laughs> um I, I I thought I I did think of Doctor Who, but it but it didn't ruin it for me. So yeah, I, I still believed it and dug it. So yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. So yeah, that's it, mate. You uh, best was yeah the world building and the lore just in the first chapter, mate, and and the battle at the end I thought was great just for every aspect the the the, the execution trick the the bants oh, and the, just a visual style of it and obviously Baby Yoda at the end I think that was. That sets that blows everything out now. Anything's possible now, I think. And the worst, like I said, there's some of the effects on the blogs weren't great. And as much as I thought the score was just a bomb, the the, the, the same scene when the blogs are riding, when they're riding the blogs uh, in that kind of like triumphant scene, I didn't really like the music in that scene. I I really didn't think it was all that good. That aside, I think Ludwig Göransson's score for this chapter, which is which he immediately put on YouTube, by the way, guys. So you can go and listen to it. He's so in hump, which I'm going to. I thought the score was great. Apart from that, I think it's that kind of segment on the blurgs. I just that was the one part of the uh, chapter I wasn't entirely entirely sold on. But again, nothing major. There's nothing that's going to make me stop watching this. So overall, eight out of ten for me, and I cannot wait for Friday. So roll on, mate. So with Chad the Mandalorian, the first chapter which we adored, <laughs> and we want to know if you guys adored it too so let us know on instagram on socials the lot but we have another treat for you the mandalorian has treated us so we thought we'd in turn treat you um but with something slightly different it's not to do with the mandalorian no it's to do with spicy hot amazing filth dirty beats do you know where I'm going with this, Matty boy? I've got a funny feeling where you're going. I think the Dandelorian's going to make an make an entrance. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Dandelorian. <laughs> oh, basically, ladies and gentlemen, I am I am so happy to introduce <laughs> to you guys our first ever airing of the Patreon Star Wars Sessions Wrap, produced, created sung rapped by none other than our boy dan sexton matty boy play that funky music white boy boom this is madness 
the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From two dollars a month is all it is. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. Roger, Roger. Best podcast. That's right, people. From as little as two dollars a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. The Dandelorian, mate. The Dandelorian. People, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's there. All the goodness is there. So if you like the rap, if you like the song, please let us know. We want to hear it. We want Danny Boy to see all of your love. I think he did such a good job. Um, I think Essex is probably um, on fire right now because of all the heat he dropped. What are you <laughs> thinking, mate? Mate, it makes me it makes me feel infinitely cooler to be on a show with that kind of stuff material. Um, oh, it was great. No, I did. Yeah, a little bit of it got stuck in my head when I heard it for the first time, and I think that Dan did a brilliant job. And the video he sent us again, I wanted to shout out to his moves in the background in the reflection, which he wasn't aware of. But not only was he rapping, he was also dropping some serious dance moves as well. So, Dan, mate, thank you very much. If you ever want to do a couple more, you know, do it, please. Thank you very much for that, mate. Appreciate it. And yeah, if you guys out there liked it, let us know. Let the Dandelorian know and we'll be sure to pass it on. Best podcast. <laughs> That's so exactly sick. it. So sick. So on Blilo's singing. Let's, let's have a little song and dance. Let's go and have a drink and sing to ourselves, shall we, mate? Yeah, let's make our way into the cantina. Yeah, the Dandelorian's on stage. Hello, mate. Um, bartender. Oh, um, I haven't thought about this. I'll have a Blurgy Mary. How about that? Oh, mate. Mate, <laughs> you have won. You naughty boy. You do it to me <laughs> every <Dandelorian>. flipping week. <laughs> oh. We're going to have to um, start listing these so we come up I'll with have, some every I'll week. Have, I'll have a Mando Mule, mate. Oh, it's got a kick to it. <laughs> naughty boy, naughty right, boy. Mate. What is it with the puns in this show? We're just gonna get. We're setting ourselves up for failure. Like we're just gonna get to a point where we're not gonna be able to do anymore. Oh well, that's no, all. That's all the fun. With, there we go. Minds I'm... like ours will never run out of. We'll never run out of material. We're here in the band team. You know, you know what that means. That means we're here for you guys, the best listeners in the galaxy. And we put up a poll, basically, to gauge reaction to this first episode. And we also got a few opinions on the show as well. So, what did the poll say? The results are in. Guess what? 0% of people gave this show a thumbs down. 100% of those who voted on this poll, and there were many, gave this a thumbs up. This was... Yeah, I think everybody loves this show. What else did we get? What did we get from those listeners out there? Or just people in the Twitter or Instaverse? Well, we got a cheeky little message from none other than Derek Duverney, who said, I believe it delivered nicely. Uh, and Todd knows best 
said it's everything i could have hoped for it was beautiful it has beautiful cinematography the score is perfect it has that dark and gritty vibe and i've always wanted to see in a star wars property i honestly can't say enough good things about this show after just the first episode couldn't have said it better ourselves we tried uh, mandalorian mark i wonder if he liked this he said it's it's the future and wow i don't know what to say it's perfect Pedro Pascal is the absolute man, and some of these, some of these, we've pulled from Twitter and Instagram just because I've we saw them, we added them. Like this one, Lacey Gilliran from the Resistance Broadcasts, top pod, top girl. She said the Mandalorian is the perfect Star Wars show. I have spoken. Ooh. And FN two one eight seven, also known as Mike, said that ending though. Can't wait for the next episode. You haven't got long to wait, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And our boy Christian Harloff jumped in with, Yup, I'm hooked. The Mandalorian is everything I hoped it would be. From the second it starts, it feels like classic Star Wars. It's very interesting story and a few genuine shocks. The galaxy is big, my friends. Can't wait to see more. And Nick Nolte rules. Hashtag I have spoken. Uh, as on top of that, uh, Coffee with Kenobi also said, seen it, loved it, can't wait for more. Spicy, spicy, Bang. spicy. I have spoken. Uh, K.M. McFarland added, Pilot of the Mando is about as close to Dune as I've ever seen from anything Star Wars related. And I mean, that's a total compliment. Dune's massive. Uh, music is great. I dig the stoicism and that ending. Lots of questions left to answer, but those hooks are in deep. And lastly, mm. Tegan simply said, I'm just going to come out and say it. The Mandalorian is the sexiest Star Wars character. Agree? There we go. There we go. Yeah, he's pretty much um, the beefcake to end all beefcakes, really, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he is, yeah. Let's so, be honest. I, we agree with you there, Tegan. It's all about that hunky mystique. Yeah, and that is not all we have in the Bantina. No, we got some juicy, naughty Papa Patreon <laughs> questions. Best podcast. Honestly, people, that's going to be stuck in your head for eternity. You're welcome. Yeah, um, Sean that, Hudson. Sean Hudson, brother of Jibba Jabba Jabba the Hard. Um, he sent in a message saying, what's the best Websites watch HD Pirate of the Mandalorian as close to release date as possible. Okay, so no, that was a joke. Um, but in jest, so my actual question, Sean goes on to say, if you could turn any of the canon novels into a movie, what would you choose? And of course, why? And Bly, seeing as you don't read them, where do you get your barnet done? <laughs> it deserves. <laughs> its own patreon show keep it spicy oh and one more question can we at any point buy star wars sessions merch i.e mugs etc peace kiss what an absolute naughty <laughs> lad um it is funny we have had like like a lot of messages from european people and people from the rest of the world saying where can we watch the mandalorian <laughs> people it's it's official from us no comment. Yes. No comment. Um, so, yeah, yeah. the, the question kind of goes to you, Matthias. So the first part of the question, that, that relates to me, which is the canon novel, I would like to see Empire's End. 
the last of the aftermath, and I know you probably need the first two before that, mainly just so we can get the massive carnage that was the Battle of Jakku on the big screen, because that book absolutely nails it. Wendig brings you to the battle, to the point where your pulse is just beating out of your body. Such well-written book. Um, maybe Bloodline as well, or Catalyst. Uh, I'd like mm. to see those. Lost Stars, though. I've got to say that. Lost Stars. I'd love to see a Lost Stars movie, but it would never be able to work because it's the way it's set in every tri- uh, every like, film, basically. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to come out Empire's End. Yeah, that's it. Every Empire. Uh, Empire's End, straight up, because I would like to see the Battle of Jakku and the Fall of the Empire. So, um, and over to you, mate, for the question about your hair. Dude, do well, I'll tell you what, mate. I do actually have somewhat of an answer. Nice! Um, this is a surprise. To your... But a welcome yeah, no, one. but it's not... It, it, but a welcome one. Yeah, naughty boy. Um, <laughs> it's not to a book as such. It's a comic book. I would Whoops. love to see a live-action show um, based on Dr. Afra. I think good that shout. would be... That would be so good. So good. So um, good. I think that'd be absolutely sick to have a Afra show. So yeah, that live action. Um, and and it, when when it comes to my Barnet, mate, um, I get it cut in a few different places in in Bazzi from different people. So yeah, that's it really, to be honest. Although my brother, he has a little venture where he's making this like really cool automotive common space, and he's going to get mm-hmm. like a really like sick barber in there so it will be there going forward at camber automotive in in baz vegas so it's got to be done mate got to be done no i think we should visit that place very soon i may even visit there to get my hair cut but my hair is nowhere near, near as royal as yours oh. is and um oh about the old... he mentions merch didn't i was he? gonna say about the merch um we are we're looking into that mate it is on the horizon we're working with um a man a man called blyzak uh we're going to be launching a website very soon it's been in the <laughs> coffers for a little while now but it's all going to be on there so very soon watch this space as all we can say and there'll be yeah, yeah there'll be lots of various things trinkets you can buy and you know you can wear the sessions you can drink from the sessions you can take the sessions wherever you go um so yeah, yeah soon we will be able to but like i say we are we'll be running giveaways every now and then or quite regularly at this rate in a minute uh, and i'm sure there'll be stuff uh, out there to give away as well yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll get it sorted, people. We know the demand is out there. We know you want to rep Star Wars Sessions. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't yep. you? We're, 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 we're probably we're the best Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Yeah, best <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, so, you know, you know, keep, keep your eyes peeled, guys. Keep your eyes peeled. It's coming. We'll announce it anyway. So um, thank you for that, big brother. Um, second up for the Patreons is Katie, one of the winners of the aforementioned giveaway. Uh, her question was, hello guys. That wasn't a question. Hope you're doing well. Uh, so you know the drill. The question this month around is, what is your favourite old Obi-Wan moment? This will be split into mm. two parts for young and old Obi. So my favourite part has got to be twin sons, Katie says, where Obi and Maul finally meet. So much emotion. Uh, knowing uh, what Maul took from Obi-Wan and also because we're saying goodbye to one of the best antagonists in Star Wars. So uh, Master Blywalker. Old Obi, sort of Alec Mag- Sir Alec McGuinness era. What's your favourite uh, more, um, more Kenobi moment? Yeah, man. Like that, this is a great question. So thank you for sending it in, uh, Katie. Um, my favourite Alec Guinness era um, Obi Wan quote or Obi Wan part is is definitely when he's talking about the Force and he's teaching and explaining mm-hmm. the Force to Luke in the New Hope. It's very early on into the film. Um, it's magical. It's it's 
so convincing and it, it makes sense i i adore it i absolutely adore it and it, it really is you know the old wise man explaining you know this greater that there's this greater force in the universe that, that might actually affect your life and i think that's just incredible um when it comes to my younger obi-wan um well, well, that's, era, for another, that's for another question that is oh is it this has been split into two, oh. yeah, so we're going to get that down the line, mate. Oh, naughty. Oh, my bad. My oh, bad. Stubbsy's yeah, coming so, back to that one. Stubbsy, all right, fair enough, Stubbsy. I see you, I see you. Um, yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to say just then the, the that's bit in a new hope. I think it's perfect, absolutely perfect. And I know I've said this a couple of times on the pod, but there's this video on YouTube of Obi-Wan uh, uh, gets PTSD. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so good. It's I know it sounds like a meme or something, but it ain't. It's it really is incredible. And it and it and it's in that scene in the New Hope where he's talking about the Force, talking about Anakin and and the and the dark times and whatnot. And it's all flashbacks to the prequels. It's so well done, so well done. That was actually going to be mine as well, because yeah. of, like I say, because I guess maybe I don't know. If, I don't know if it's because of hindsight. Because watching it now. When he mentions Anakin, we can picture Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, um, the Clone Wars and all that in our head. And obviously that video really does a brilliant job of hammering it home. So I don't know if this is hindsight that makes that scene more powerful, in which case the prequels actually did their jobs. So I love that. I guess um, I like some of his quotes, um, strike me down and I'll become more powerful than you can ever imagine. Films aside, yeah, the Twin Suns episode for me is is the zenith almost so that scene in the in his little home when he's t- talking to luke about his father and the force but also yeah twin sons i mean it's just a, from the moment ezra sees him you know toasting marshmallows over the fire whatever he's doing to when <laughs> obviously maul comes and they have that you're in the wrong place and all that um, and the then wrong place. in the wrong place and then they, and then obviously the dialogue with maul around the campfire and just the way, you know, as soon as Maul says, you know, you're, you're protecting someone, the lightsaber comes up and he's like, I've had enough of this playing around, mate. You're going down. And the way he just takes him out like, so well, I, that is a brilliant moment. But so, yeah, animated was, I'm with you there, Katie. And also, um, yeah, so I'm with Luke on the uh, live action side of it as well. So, yeah, I love these series of questions, Katie. And I'm looking forward to next month's one. So that's our patron questions this week so don't forget from two dollars a month as you heard in our spicy hot wrap that dropped live today um you can listen to all of this juicy content from two us dollars a month people two dollars a month that is well you've heard it before um it's less than a coffee from a big coffee shop um but nevertheless you get to ask questions too on one of those tiers but thank you so much for sending those in, Sean and Katie. We really appreciate it. Good questions too. Yep, thank you guys. And we'll have another couple next next week as well. We're rolling them out over the course of the month. Um, we've also got our YouTube channel, which is up and live now. We've got our Hasbro interview, which also went out as a Star Wars Sessions extra show this week as well. We've also got my Resistance Reborn review is has gone live on there as of the beginning of this week and you can see me for the first 30 seconds on my couch sorry it looks like it's been recorded on a potato <laughs> but i had a smudge on my screw on my on my lens which i hadn't realized but 
Go and see my face on there and my couch if you want to. But yeah, all the shows are going up there and we're going to have a barrage of videos from Comic-Con and just whenever we do things, basically, we're going to put little videos up in there. So go subscribe if you uh, would be so kind. Yeah, absolutely. And you can find that just by putting in Star Wars Sessions on YouTube, can't you? Yeah, you just put Star Wars Sessions on YouTube. It's our it's our socials logo on there. We're sort of slowly building up subscribers, but um, this is kind of one of the first calls to arm now. We've got yeah. we've actually got a few bits on there now, so looking forward to putting more on there and looking forward to seeing more of Plylo on there as well. But The Hasbro interview on there is one thing, listening to it. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It really, yeah. is, really is good vibes, really is good vibes. That was a great time as well. And again, thanks to those guys for putting us, putting us up, putting us with up, putting up with us. Get the words out. And um, to round up that Patreon, we've got uh, Jibber Jabber episode three is going to drop in the next few days. The Journals of Luke Blywalker episode three is going to drop in the next week or so. Uh, do you want to divulge to the guys what your show's about, or is it going to be kept under wraps? It's going to be kept under wraps for the time being. Mm. I actually went Ooh. to record one last night. And I wasn't, I wasn't feeling too good. I was a lot more ill yesterday. Mm. I had more, I was like, I had more cold, fluy symptoms. Um, but I'm feeling a little bit today, a bit more spicy. Maybe the help of uh, the Mandalorian helped a little bit. But yeah, I, I'm going to keep it under wraps. I think for the time being. Okay, I can, I understand that. Um, mine is, I'll get mine out. For those who are listening on the Patreon, and for those who want to join the Patreon, you can hear 25 minutes of me putting the case forward for Attack of the Clones. Is it really that bad? Really? So that's what I'm talking about in the next show. Really? It's dropping in a couple of days' time, really. In the next few days. So that is our Patreon session. Goodbye, Bantina, for another week. Now, talking of spicy legends, talking of heroes, talking of those who don't need to say much to be legendary, but when they do speak, it's Curtis Smith. Take it away, mate. Saboba. I walk around town on my hands, so wave with my feet to my fans. And he's going down, precocious slave clown. I hope Jabba's up in the stands. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. Talking about everyone's favourite Doug, Sibulba, the only man to know the Colonel's secret recipe. Thank you very much, Curtis, as ever, mate. Yeah, always, Curtis, always a spicy, naughty, lovely legend. Boom. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Now, people, it's a big week in the, the Star Wars universe, is it not, Matt? It's a bit. Oh, yeah. We've got more to come. We have got more to come. But I thought this week's game is going to be a little different, Matt. And okay. I'm I'm sorry to say, bro, but 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 <laughs> you won't be needing to do a lot. Okay, good. Okay, okay. It's one of those nights. Matt's like, whew. None of these like, down, crazy man. role. Yeah, none, <laughs> none of these crazy role playing games or anything like that. No, <laughs> in, in, instead, <laughs> Matt, thank you. Do you want a drink over your head? Bang. Um, <laughs> but listen, instead of a game, we want you, the listeners, to get involved in this week's game. And. Yes. 
there's something in it for you. I want you guys, each listener, to go out into the world and take a selfie, right? Take a selfie of where it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a selfie. It could be like at your desk. You know, if you're a little bit like camera shy or something, just take a picture of the train run. I want to listen to where you listen to our podcast, right? <laughs> so I listen I listen to other podcasts, right? And it's normally on my walk to work. I walk to work and I really love it, right? And I know my brother, he listens while he's doing, um, he's working on his cars and his garage. Um, and I know a few other people listen while they're working, right? So do us a favor, okay? Tag us, take a picture, upload it onto social media, upload it onto Instagram, onto Twitter, onto even Facebook, if you like, although we're not crazy active on there, mostly Instagram and Twitter, mm -hmm. but upload it onto there and do hashtag cheeky mandos for the lads, okay, <laughs> to celebrate the 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 launch of the mandalorian you also have to hashtag star wars sessions podcast and you also need to at us at star wars sessions if it's on instagram and star wars session if it's on twitter and here's the twist people Go on. we're gonna choose a winner we're gonna choose a winner we're gonna choose our favorite and the favorite will be mailed a mandalorian pop vinyl Free oh, yes, on, on the on the show. So there's a there's a Mandalorian pop vinyl for the win, right? So if you listen to the show, please get involved. Okay, hashtag cheeky mandos for the lads, and then hashtag Star Wars sessions. Then tag us in it. Okay, so you guys you guys have heard it. Get creating, get going, and get involved. We love you guys, and we can't wait to interact more with you guys on stuff like this. This is the best thing I've ever heard. So yeah, we'll be pick, we'll be collaborating, we'll be putting our minds together, choosing the best one that uh, the one that speaks to us the most. First the question, spices. Master Blocker: How long do these spicy legends have to complete this task? So I'm thinking, let's give them two weeks. Two weeks. So so when is that, bro? Like that, that's like two Wednesdays two. from now, right? Twenty seventh of November. We'll announce it on twenty seventh. Twenty seventh, shall we? Shall we do the winner? Yeah. Do you know winner? what? I feel, I'm feeling. I'm feeling a bit nice as well. Uh, I'm going to chuck in a, a Star Wars sessions mark as well on top of that because they are the oh, bomb. Oh, you naughty boy! You naughty boy! <laughs> I love that. So there we man. go. But also, guys, just to let you know, we do more regular giveaways on our Patreon, right? So we had two people last week win two awesome. They got some pops and, and a mug too. We're continuing the pop thing, but we're going to give away some other stuff. So keep yep. your eyes and ears peeled. But have a look on there, right? Um, but yeah, we, we love you guys. We love to support your Shana. So we want to reward that. So thank you so much so much so matt that's that's the substitute for this week's game mate i'm i'm sorry but you know I, i'd like apologize to think for you're, that, you're, mate. You're, you're good with it right you're good with it you're happy with i that. think this is the best game we've ever had to be honest so let's get yeah let's get you guys involved yeah we know we, we love you guys so let's get back to you send us your selfies or your picture of where you listen to us hashtag what are the hashtags you've got cheeky manners for the lads hashtag star wars sessions podcast 
at us so we know who you are. We'll pick the winner. Uh, we'll, we'll announce the winner live on air. I say live. We'll be live on the Monday we record it. We'll announce the, the winner on the 27th of November show. And obviously, we'll contact you after that so we know where to send it to. But yeah, send it to us and we're going to have a great time finding those. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? Oh, dude, I definitely... Definitely, yeah, 110% show. spicy, naughty, filthy agree, mate. You know us. Come on, mate. <laughs> However, annoyingly, sadly, for this monumental week of Star Wars, which is going to end with a second episode cha- chapter of The Mandalorian and a little thing called Jedi Fallen Order, which we're going to cover next week. I've got to mention it, mate. That's coming. Oh. Um, and, and one last thing as well. Resistance Reborn was the other big thing. We dropped a Star Wars Sessions extra episode of my review of that. It's, uh, it's 10 minutes long. It's on YouTube as well. Go check it out. If you haven't read it, read it first and listen as well. So that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there, my man. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions with the S on the end. So that's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky little voice note or message to our email address, which is sws at whatwatchtonight.co.uk. That's sws at whatwatchtonight.co.uk. UK and if you want to support the show further please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions yeah we're on Anchor FM Spotify Apple Podcasts and everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast you're going to find us there and if you do love the show please do consider leaving us a good review on your podcast platform of choice as it helps the show out and we do love hearing your comments every week so thank you guys yeah, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your local Mandalorian, tell your <laughs> Boogalit, tell your Ewok, Boogalit. tell your cousin. The more, the merrier, the Mandalorian. Spicy! Yeah, tell your Blue Guild mate as well. This is the podcast that you're looking for. So until next time, from me, it's see ya. And from Luke. Yeah, good. <laughs> They are Essex based podcast heroes. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>